Hello and welcome to the Entitles Podcast. My name is Chris. And my name is Martin. I'm Maddie. And this is episode six, folks. So today's question for y'all is what grinds your gears? Martin, what grinds your gears? People that are hypocrites. Really? What's a hypocrite to you? Uh, Someone that tells you that you can't (laughs) do a certain action or say a certain phrase or anything like that. Is that so? But then they go around and do it themselves. Mm. Or who, in I, your eyes, who is a hypocrite? Uh, my little, my my little brothers and sister. Really? Yeah. Oh dang! So you just don't or like some hypocrites. some managers are hypocrites. I mean, oh, have you ever yeah. had like a manager that told you you can't do a certain like you can't do your work a certain way, and then they do it themselves just oh, to yeah. take a shortcut all the time yeah. because they have that uh, level of uh, superiority or yeah. where they feel like they they feel like they're on some social high ground or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they feel like it's it. like a hierarchy that they yeah. can do it. What about you, Maddie? Martin grinds my ears. Why does Martin grind your ears, Maddie? He just pisses me off. Does he really? What does he no. do to piss you off? That sucks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, ignorance really ignorance. pisses me off. Yeah. Is Martin ignorant? No. Oh, okay. What's I feel a... like he has his moments, but like... I feel like everybody has, has their moments. Has their moments, yeah. you know, but... I feel like if you're just overall ignorant and you don't try to, like, change or be more open-minded or anything like that or realize what you're doing is can potentially be hurting somebody, that really pisses me off. Well, what about you? What grinds your gears? Well, what really grinds my gears is um, read receipts. I don't know why. It always bothers me just to, like, see somebody read my thing and doesn't respond or mm-hmm. vice versa i don't i don't like having to open the message and i feel kind of obligated to instantly like text back because it's going to sound like i'm not interested in the conversation if i've opened the message and just leave the freaking read receipts on you know that you can turn off your reader sheets can I really? on iphone does it really yeah just on messages though just on messages yeah oh. but if you're talking about snapchat you could use the slide feature oh yeah well you shouldn't be telling people about that <laughs> do I'm we sure all know about I'm the slide sure feature like i'm sure that's just like been out there for a minute i'm sure yeah but i mean okay so like let me ask you this step how long like for how long does somebody have to leave you on red for you to get like mad about it about an hour yeah I mean, so. well it depends on the situation and uh you know if i asked them like let's say i'm texting a girl and i'm like oh how's next friday sound or or not just that it's like okay oh, so you're talking about like risky texts you risky texts where it's okay. like oh yeah you know like your energy let's go out sometime mm-hmm. but if you send a risky text and they open it up and they don't reply for five minutes. Isn't that kind of like a bad sign already? Not even an hour. Well, I mean, no, because five minutes they could be doing something or they could. Or they could be thinking of a response. Yeah. Why? So then like, what about 20 minutes? Depends. It depends. If they're, 20 think, minutes if they're thinking about their answer for 20 minutes, it's probably a no, fam. It's probably, probably. like, ooh, how am, I, how am I getting ready to tell this man no? Yeah. Because I... if it's like a yes, like it really is. Or they say yes, and they change their mind an hour of me the next day confirming things. Damn. Yeah. A little personal. Yeah. That, a little, was, uh, that was a little personal. That sounded like you had some hatred in that one. Mm. But that's okay. I mean, we, we get it. You no, know, yeah. it's happened to the Nothing best of us. Nothing personal, but a little bit of spite. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it happens to the best of us. It happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. That's what about sure. you, Martin? How long does it usually take for, like, a person to leave you on red before, it, like, you get irritated? Mm, I guess, like, 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. But nobody really text. I don't really text on iMessage. Mm-hmm. So it's all just Snapchat. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't have an uh, iPhone, Ooh. so I can't really see when somebody reads my text Boom. unless it's uh, another. She's an Android user. Yeah, yeah. Shut you know up! I'm getting an iPhone <laughs> soon. That's what they always say. No, I really. I'm am. getting one soon. I promise. But um, so like I can't really tell unless they have another Android, but it's very rare. Um, but on Snap, like I don't, know, I don't really like to text on Snap in general. But if I do, I don't know. Yeah, 45 minutes to an hour is a really good time for it to like be like, really, you're taking that long, you've opened my snap. But then again, if they come back like with an excuse, like it has to be a good one though. Because I know for me, sometimes I'll open the snap and not even realize that I opened it and like not even read what they said. So I don't know that anything's there. So I'm like, fuck, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't even know that I opened oh, it. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Oops, so I'm sorry. I forget to reply. Yeah, I forget to <laughs> That's reply what a lot too. <laughs> I hate texting in general. I absolutely hate texting. Yeah, I feel I'm like not a texting bad texter. Like, kind of weird about texting on Snapchat, honestly. I feel like I'm kind of put on the spot because you, you freaking, they get the <laughs> notification that you're texting. Like, I'd Something. much rather have, like, face-to-face contact. Yeah. Like, or, like, at least on the phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd even, conversations are yeah. I'd even voice message before text. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Nah, I'd choose texting over voice message for sure. I think mm. voice message is just awkward. Uh, just call them at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it that's really true depends. Too. Sometimes they just do it for fun, honestly. I mean, really, the only time I'd voice message if like the text was too long to type out, but I didn't mm-hmm. want to call or I couldn't call. So you just read it off a script or what? <laughs> no. I would just like tell them what happened, but like not text it because it's too long to type. It also kind of shows emotion. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you get that raw emotion. Someone's mm-hmm. be like, oh my God. This happened today. Like this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you kind of give the tone of the situation. Yeah, for sure. Because like, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I don't really like message on Snapchat just because, like I said, the people get that notification that you're texting. You're like on the spot. What if you don't text anything at the end? It's gonna sound like I don't know. I feel like that app was just made for drama sometimes. Then again, social media in general was kind of made for drama, don't you think? I mean, what's else thoughts on social media in general? I don't know. I think social media, I didn't see the point in it for a very long time. I just got social media back in July. Like, just got into it, or did you have an account beforehand? I had, like, an account in middle school, like, sixth grade, and then something bad happened, and Mm. I deleted everything, like, deleted Mm. the whole account, and I didn't have it, and, like, I just didn't see the point in it, and I just got it back in July. It's been fun, but, um, it's nothing to write home about. It shouldn't be... It shouldn't be something that you base your whole... Yeah, like your it's, happiness on. Yeah, because oh, like yeah. that's what I feel like a lot of people do now. Like especially on social media, they want that approval from other people. Like whenever you like a post or something like that, you know, you want that recognition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you guys think that social media also plays a part in like maintaining mental health? Also, I, as in like uh, some people like to post on that stuff. They like to post like inspirational quotes. Yeah, I feel like it can it provide can positive and negative attributes. So it goes both ways. To okay. mental health, yeah. Because at mm-hmm. the same time, you're, I mean, it feels good to get validation from people, but yeah. if that's all you're relying on and that's all you're using social media for, mm-hmm. then I think it could be very, like, again, detrimental. That's whenever it becomes a problem. Yeah, that's when you need to, like, draw the line and, like, yeah. really limit your social media usage mm-hmm. because social media was made for fun. Like, you know what I mean? And I think it's a really good way to keep in touch with people who you don't see normally or to get re in touch, like, re in contact with people um i think that social media you know is made to express yourself mm-hmm. put yourself out there and show your your uniqueness but now people are just pretty much just basing it off of 
this is my personality like this is all that i have like all these social media influencers and all that mm-hmm. you know they really rely on that stuff yeah for not only like jobs but pretty much just overall happiness and then I, I think it's a sole usage of like people's like again communication I, yeah i think it's a really good form of it but i don't think it should be the only thing mm-hmm. i mean people ask and like oh can i have your insta snap before like oh can i have your number for me personally what do you mean it post oh. on its own i also think that like it could like it's a lot of people's sole usage on how to communicate with people like i said before i think it's a really good like tool tool to communicate mm-hmm. oh yeah but I don't think it should be the only thing. Like, I get yeah. asked for my Insta snap before I get asked for my number from people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, that's just like, oh, I mean, okay. At that point. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I'd rather be asked for my number, as I've stated before in a previous episode. But yeah. it, it took a huge toll on me at one point. I remember I actually went MIA for like a few years right after going to high after graduating high school. I deleted all my apps. I didn't delete my accounts, but well, I did delete my Twitter, but and my Facebook, <laughs> but uh, nobody uses those. But I yeah I, I deleted my apps like from my phone, so no Snapchat, no Instagram, nothing. If you wanted to talk to me, just talk to me on my phone number. You know, just it, it just gave me a headache if anything. I mean, it does to this point, but sometimes, you know, I have fun with it, you know. What do you guys think about, like, dating apps? Would that be considered social media? Yeah, it is, because it's socializing, and it's mm-hmm. media. But yeah. that one, but whereas, like, social media was, I mean, no. Yeah. Sex is on the line on this thing. But whereas, like, social media differs, like, dating apps are just pretty much just all based on physical attributes. Like, yeah. it's just physical attraction. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have to appeal to other people on dating apps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, initially it's physical attraction, and then you also have to like match with somebody. They have to be interested in you back um, before you can even talk to them on some of these apps. You know. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, what are your thoughts on dating apps, Chris? They're there, honestly. I mean, I've had fun on dating apps, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, they can be a little overwhelming. So I'll usually just take a step back from them and try to live my life. And then I end up jumping back on them because shit, you know, you try to go out and talk to people in real life and it's hard to do that because people are more distant. You know, people would rather message you on social media rather than, you know, talk to you in person. Mm-hmm. So I go back on the app sometimes. Maddie, how do you feel about that? I believe it. It's happened. 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. 112%. No. Um, it's even more that, ironic when you try to approach these people in real life and you find them on, on these apps and they actually match with you. Or, you know what I absolutely freaking hate? Yeah. This is not one of my number one pet peeves that I've developed since, like, you know, I've been on dating apps. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed to say that. Oh, yeah. I think we all have. Yeah, but, I think everybody's. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Um, you match with someone on dating app, like y'all are talking, like it's going good, and they ask, like mm-hmm. you, like you want to get off of the app, you know, and talk somewhere else, and they ask you for your Insta for your Snap. Once you give it, yeah. they add you or they follow you or they request you, whatever, 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 and then they don't talk to you on there. 
they don't text you or anything on there. That was like the whole point. It's usually because they just move on to somebody else. Or maybe they're just waiting for you to talk to them since they reached out for your other social. Like no, like I or like even I'll even do that. And like sometimes it's just like a like a one two and then like a nothing. They just got the they just want the additional follower. That's what yeah, it is. basically maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but no, and I, it's just like damn. Like okay, actually, but I hate that. What me and, or whenever Chris was bringing up that most of these people are antisocial now. Yeah. Me and him were actually having a conversation about that over the phone. It, mm-hmm. I don't know why, for some odd reason, people mm-hmm. now in these days, they're just so awkward whenever it comes to actual confrontation on, like, not even bad, but, you know, just in general, just meeting new people. It's because they're glued on their phones. Yeah. It's taboo. People don't mm-hmm. want to, like, reach out anymore. Or, like, I find that guy key, I'm going to go tell him. And, like, actually have it develop into something. Have it's you guys, rare to find that nowadays. Have you guys ever, like, had a conversation with somebody? Right, it was just like a simple conversation at like a store, and then out of nowhere they follow you on like Instagram, like they found you somehow on Instagram. No, that's my never happened to me. No, nope. be- and my best friends had that a lot. Not me though. Yeah, I've had that happen to me a couple times. I always find that to be kind of awkward. That's like, never weird. happened to me. Really? I'm glad that hasn't. That'd be weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't I- know. If that's like weird. I don't know. Could it be like the settings and stuff like it's that? It's kind of. It's I, don't a, I guess say it's it depends dystopic. on how like it like the conversation went maybe you know right, but like I you tell them just, your name or something yeah like, that. like just ask me for my <laughs> stuff if you're I mean, gonna go you know it, home and like find it it happens at least like once every blue moon oh sometimes do you think it has to do with the weird algorithm maybe because they see that both of you are within a certain proximity and let's mm-hmm. say both of y'all have like the so they're like on your suggested yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. sometimes that shit happens and they're like oh i saw him the other day let me add him mm-hmm. there we go yeah. you never know yeah there's there could be a bunch of reasons yeah that's it's just yeah. like like, but in Martin's like like scenario, like I'm not saying that they're weird. a stalker. Yeah, I'm just no. saying like you know maybe the suggested yeah on Instagram is trying to help your boy yeah. out or help them out. You know that's even scarier. If the algorithm is the one doing that, that means the freaking algorithm is starting to like predict all of our moves. No, no, because I think some people have it tracking. That's true. You know, I like, think I'm overthinking here. Yeah, yeah. Chris is talking about some uh, otherworldly Big type shit, type of some dystopian, <laughs> like we're they're, they're hearing us, <laughs> like they hear Terminator. everything we say, which isn't which isn't too far off. I mean, that is Sky happening. Net. Yeah, like you ever like talk about like, oh, I really like this charm from James Avery, and then like an ad from James Avery pops yeah. up. I've had stuff like that like happen. That happens all the time. I've thought yeah, of quotes. Like your, your phone's always listening to you. It's I've, actual thing. But no, sometimes like quotes. you can think about something and it pops up on your head. I mean, really? on your phone. Yeah. I yes. Know, I've had that You've never had it? No, I've been like talking about it with my mom. And like I'd be like, oh yeah, no, like I really wanted Subway today or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like have an you, ad for Subway comes Have up. you guys ever thought about something, right? Like I'm talking about a deep thought. Yes! And then out of nowhere, that becomes a major topic it's in society. Not just that, but it's popped up in my freaking YouTube subjections. Subjections. No. Suggestions. A thought. Yeah. And it, like a video regarding that thought mm-hmm. or something with that quote is on there. I'm like, what the fuck? I like, can't really pinpoint what it was that I was thinking of at one point. I was just, I didn't air it out to anybody, right? I didn't speak it. Mm-hmm. It was just a thought. And then like the very next day or a couple of days after that topic I was thinking of, became like widespread on social media and stuff like that so overall guys what do you guys think social media good or bad for mental health i think both to be honest it could be good and bad i think 
and to be honest, it plays hand in hand. Mm-hmm. It, it could be at one point in your life be really good for you. And then the next day or next second, it could be like, damn, what is this doing to me? And you can have to step back. But I just think you have to be self-aware and like really in tune with yourself and be mm-hmm. like, okay, is this toxic for me right now? Do I need to limit my social media use? Or, you know, like, oh, this is really fun. I'm having a good time on it. Nothing too serious. And, you know, just continue. But yeah, I'm kind of 50-50 on the take i'd say i'm more 70 30 i feel like social media as a whole especially what it is now is damaging mental health Mm -hmm. Um, of course if you have something that it intervals that's where you got to learn how to differentiate if you're going to constantly be on social media or even if you obviously it's going to be bad for your mental health but if you want to have social media and also have a life you have to learn how to proportion it it. yeah Yeah. you gotta learn how to proportion it chris what about you I'm very iffy about it as well. I'm not just saying that just to agree with y'all, but I mean, it could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing. Um, sometimes at the same time, like whenever you get a t- like a like on your photo, that's dopamine. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that rush where it's like, oh dang, I'm being accepted. But at the same time, you're relying on that mm-hmm. rush to feel good about yourself. If you I had would to say, if you had to gauge it in a percentage, what would you say? Sixty forty. 60-40? Yeah. Which way? 60% bad, 40% good, <laughs> I would say. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, because sometimes, you know, shit, that's how you find out about events that happen within, you know, your social group. Mm-hmm. What if somebody died that you haven't spoke to in forever and, you know, they, you find out they're di- they died? You know, how else are you going to find out? Social media is usually the way that you find out. It's true. You're taking yeah. a, So he's mm-hmm. taking into account everything, like life has to offer yeah yeah throw at you okay i see that like i think i could go without it i think it's fun but i don't think i need it if you feel you're at a point in your life where you won't you can't go on without social media i think that's when you really need to step back i feel like if you're at a point where you feel jittery or you just feel like oh man i'm just so stressed on talking to somebody like this certain person and you know you're trying to like mm-hmm. continuously get other people's attention i feel like that's where it becomes a problem oh my god yeah. especially i mean shit i'll find myself guilty on this but sometimes i'll be looking at the, the you know the freaking whenever i post a story i'll be looking at who viewed my story like every two seconds every yeah. two seconds sometimes yeah. that is not healthy yeah. at all but i still mm-hmm. find myself doing it i definitely think i can go without social media mm-hmm. you can see yourself going out i could i want to say myself because Okay, two years ago, I would have said, fuck social media. Now it's like, I kind of need it. Which means I need to get off of freaking social media. The thing is, is that I feel like back then, before social media was a thing, right? Like the 70s, 80s. I feel like that was prime time because you got... Everybody was integrated. They all had their... You know, everybody had like differences. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, that was like the... What would you say? Like... That was like prime time. When it like, came to socializing, you yeah, could say so. Whenever yeah. socializing, that was prime time. Like I mean, even had, in the early 2000s, too, social media didn't yeah. have that much of a grasp on people. Yeah, MySpace. They, they had MySpace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but MySpace. Oh, wait, MySpace. MySpace. Was, MySpace, <laughs> MySpace was fun, though. I mean, what it was like a music page and stuff like that. I've never had a MySpace. Yeah. That's what I recall. I never had oh, a no, MySpace myself. I never myself. had a MySpace. I think that was kind of... It kind of ended like with that um mm-hmm. with us facebook oh yeah i mean i think for my generation it was like an end thing kind of yeah. yeah and yeah, then i think all, facebook took over generation mm-hmm. is an end thing but i think it like got we weren't old enough to like enjoy myspace i yeah. feel like life was just you're just able to actually <laughs> converse with somebody and yeah. have correlations 
back then than now. You know, everybody's dealing with something completely different. Mm-hmm. Everybody always has something going on. Oh, yeah. I mean, and we haven't even gone into the point of, like, social media where, like, cyberbullying and that type well, of stuff comes yeah. into play. I mean, you're which just... Which is terrible. You're pretty much just a walking... Was it? Profile picture. <laughs> oh, you're just, yeah. like, a walking... I don't know. Nah, we're just going to cut that part. But anyways. You're a walking you're, billboard. You're just walking. <laughs> just walking into an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> you're just walking into a path that you can't escape right. from. And I can't do this anymore. Do you know what I see all the time on social media? All the freaking time. It annoys the shit out of me. It Grind- just grinds your gears. It just grinds my gears. Do you know what grinds my gears? I was terrible. Grind culture itself. Yeah. What do you all think of grind culture? Because I see it being posted almost every single day. And it's... I'm okay. So it's good to have a grind going. It's good to have something, you know, going on in your life that you're just, you're making money. You're doing something that you love. And you're just spending every single day at it. You know, perfecting your craft. Perfect, uh, perfecting yourself. But every single day and touting it online, you know, not everybody's going to be on the same wavelength, you know, with the whole grind set <laughs> thing. Because, you know, it's just... It's grading, and if anything, because it's, it's I don't know, I, I just find it annoying. So here's the thing about grind culture. You just, so for some of you guys that don't know what grind yeah. culture is, it's pretty much working on your craft 24-7 to where it's an unhealthy extent. Mm-hmm. Um, some people make it all their personality. Yes. Like, that's all they want to do 24-7 is just work, work, work. Workaholic. Yeah. I also think that grind culture causes you to isolate yourself sometimes, Convenient. not all the time. Yeah. Like, to where you actually just have these meaningless uh, hookups, you know, I think that's where it could also lead to, you know, you're not yeah. really, you'd much rather have a hookup because you don't want to involve somebody else in your life. It's anti-social in a way because they you're just constantly want to focus on themselves, which isn't a bad thing, but it's like yeah. an, an extreme. It's not amount. a bad thing. Sometimes they just don't have time to even hook up or anything like that. It's just an extreme amount where it becomes yeah. like unhealthy. It's mm-hmm. okay. I can understand if anybody who has a grind. It's my dad. My dad has a really good grind. He actually wakes up at 5 in the morning and does his job. You know, he loves doing his job. And he'll come back, like, around 7 p.m., 6 p.m., you know. That's his thing, you know. He's mm-hmm. been doing that for 30 years. It's just hard to see it when it's somebody that's younger, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that everybody who has a grind culture is just constantly hooking up. I'm just saying oh, it yeah. could lead to. Grind mindset. But I'm just saying, you know, it kind of takes away from your social life, you know. Especially oh, definitely. When you're oh, yeah. Your grind culture is pretty much just an isolation of yourself. So yeah. That way you can perfect your craft. Exactly. I mean, I was somebody that can, like, say they had a grind at one point, you know? I was constantly just going to school and constantly just going to work and constantly working out. That's all I did. We have to find a good balance. I like yes. to say, I kind of just like to live by the whole I work to live, not live to work. Mm-hmm. And. I love my job. I think I'm very lucky to have the job that I have, and I love my hours, but if it ever gets to a point where I continuously find myself in a work mindset where it gets unhealthy Mm -hmm. for me, because one thing I will always do is put my mental health before anything else, no matter if what I'm doing is my passion, and I'm working towards getting that passion start up and um, getting my education to work at a job that I actually want to work at and but if that ever becomes like too much or too overwhelming and I just can't I'm just not happy doing what I'm doing anymore Mm -hmm. then that's when I know that I need to take a step back and really evaluate what I'm doing in my life 
and really just find the balance that works for me again yes. because obviously what I'm doing now that is causing me so much stress and so much unhappiness isn't working and we need to figure something out to make it work again so well, like a, yeah like also here's the thing a lot of these people like they're so young whenever they do the grind culture right yeah they're working to pretty much pay off everything and retire early uh, but early being like 40 30 like what oh, about yeah. now you got to live in the now sometimes it's okay to have a grind and be really good at it but also take time for yourself take time to explore and travel you know hang out with friends yeah don't just make work everything about you you know that's where i come into a lot of uh different stances with people mm -hmm. uh, they always say oh well you gotta work you know i work 50 hours a week or 120 like you don't understand yeah at that point if you're working that much when do you have time to do like like if you're working 100 hours a week when do you have time to actually sit back and like reflect and relax and do some of the things that Listen you enjoy to music go outside you know yeah just like socialize and all that just take a break i'm not saying work work is amazing yeah. you know you have yeah, yeah. to work you need to you need yeah. to have purpose in life you need to have a purpose you need to work do what makes you happy but also you got to do it to where you can actually still have a life to discover who you are to discover oh, yeah. yourself yeah. like i said live or work to live not live to work yeah but what about you chris i i don't know you know i just kind of feel like some of these grind stories and whatnot and how people fucking wake up at 4 30 in the morning and go to sleep at 10 30 on and over and over and over again it just sounds like insanity to me if anything you know that's my mom <laughs> wait really? oh my bad <laughs> <laughs> i mean i understand if you have a family to support but like if you're just on your own if you're like in your early 20s and you're on your own you're financially set Try to find a way to tag on to it, and you're just constantly just hurting yourself like that like god dang you need to take a breath you know I mean, another thing that confuses me is, like, what do these people grind on? What do you grind to? Everybody says you need to have a grind. You need to have a grind. What do you To, to better themselves grind? for money, basically. So, currently, just keep working out like a psycho. <laughs> or just be the best at what you can do. And be the very best at, at what? <laughs> In general. But, I mean, this like if you're constantly just grinding it obviously it just takes a toll on you you know like i said i was somebody who you could say had a like a grind going on for them you know years ago you know i was very overweight at one point and i made it a priority to lose it not just that but i wanted to you know sharpen my skills and you know focus 100 percent on school and you know work and whatnot and i always found myself seven days a week just constantly just like the same thing every single day of the week it's either work exercise and school that's all i did for like three years straight uh little to no like socialization or anything like that i wouldn't really go i don't i didn't go to parties or anything like that now that i think about it mm -hmm. just straight work you know and that took a toll on me of course you know, my freaking cortisol levels were, like, through the roof. I was getting, like, insomnia, you know. I was getting maybe, like, there were days where I would not sleep at all, you know. I would maybe get, like, two to three hours of sleep sometimes, you know. And that would, of course, affect me the next day. Not only that, but, like, I had shit eating habits as well, you know. Uh, I didn't know how to diet properly, so sometimes I would just starve myself. And, uh, you know, I would eat maybe, like, one meal a day sometimes uh no meals for like a whole weekend 
just constantly just work, exercise, try to lose the fat, you know. And that is where my that is where mental health comes into consideration because you know, doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results, you know, leads to insanity. Right? Yep, that's the definition of uh, insanity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having going through this entire cycle for, you know, three years just took a toll on me. And uh, for me personally, just quarantine was like my wake up call, you know, to really just take a step back and to really figure out who I am and, you know, how I can better myself in other ways, you know, without, you know, having to, you know, hurt myself daily. So for me, like one of my hard times, like, that I've had in life was whenever quarantine was here. Oh, yeah. Um, I used to always go out to the mall or just go explore San Antonio, go eat at new restaurants and all that, and also play pickup basketball. Mm-hmm. And whenever quarantine came, you know, it just, it was like a really tough decision. Or it wasn't, it was just a really tough thing because you had to isolate yourself. Uh, not only that, you know, everybody was in shock. The world was in shock. We don't know what we never it was like a means to an end mm-hmm. everybody was just like oh we got to be focused on who we come in contact with when you came in contact with them and all that i always got so scared of just contracting the virus and you know passing it on to my like little sister or my oh, little yeah. brothers yeah it was scarier because we didn't even know what it was at the time yeah we didn't yeah. know like mm-hmm. what could actually be damaged mm-hmm. um so for me that was a pretty tough time you know just the isolation alone was causing mental stress on me and mental drain yeah no i definitely had my um things with mental health and it's been a journey and Mm -hmm. i'm still on that journey you know um for a long time i suffered from severe depression and i still suffer from anxiety and it it got to a really dark point in my life you know, it's it's not hard for me to share, but it is just a very touchy subject. Um, um, and I'm so sorry if this triggers anybody. And it is definitely not my intention. My intention is always to spread awareness about stuff like this. Um, but, you know, I still deal with anxiety. Um, again, my, my all intentions are <laughs> to bring awareness to this sort of subject. Um, yeah, like, I still deal with anxiety, and, you know, depression is very, very hard to deal with. Um, yeah, so I went to therapy for years, and it got better. It did, talking to people, um, talking to my therapist, and just really focusing on myself and my mental health, and it was very hard for me. I got through it, though, through years and years of, you know... So, so yeah. before did you before you actually got professional help, did you try to open up to anybody? Your um, family, your friends? And did it help it out? Did it help out at all? Yes and no. I think I the only time that I reached out was when it was just a little too late to mm-hmm. reach out to family and friends at that point. Like it got to a point where the only help that I really could get was professional help. Mm-hmm. And you know, I thought I was so weak for getting help. I thought it was like really you need somebody else's yeah. help you need you need help like 
you're so weak for that like you're not good enough because you need help like why can't you just do this yourself or, you know like that type of mindset mm-hmm. and it, it took me a very long time to realize that getting help and realizing that you need help and reaching out and asking for help is the strongest thing that anyone can do and that make you know what i mean it was the strongest it makes me like very strong i believe and i don't need anyone to tell me that like i like it makes me one of the strongest people that i know to go through that and still be standing here today if i didn't I wouldn't wish this type of pain and this type of suffering on anybody, my worst enemy. Nobody ever deserves this. But I will say that I'm the person who I am today because of it, and I wouldn't change anything. If I had to go back and do it all again, I would. Because of that experience and the stuff that I did have to go through, and it did make me grow up a lot quicker and mature a lot faster than my peers and everybody else because you can't think those things and put yourself through those things and have the mindset of a 15 year old of a 14 year old or how you know how, how old I was at the time you can't have that mindset of that to be able to go through and deal with those things so but that experience led me to who I am today and for that I will always be grateful towards it but I would never wish it upon anyone. And whoever is going through this and whoever is suffering, I I know right now it seems like the world's ending and nothing mm. will ever get better, but I promise you that it does. And I know you're tired of hearing this and I know that it doesn't seem like it at the time, but time really does heal all. You just have to trust and you just have to let it happen so with you and having your experiences that you do would you say that you're more keen on identifying people with like mental disabilities or mental health problems um see that's the hard part only because when you've got when you go through it for so long it is so easy and you can't become sort of like a master at hiding it mm-hmm. um like everybody has a different face you put on a smile yeah and you learn to master that smile Mm -hmm. and even though you're dying inside you know and it it sucks but you can just kind of tell when someone is just like tired Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's really hard to identify that only if because you can really only help someone if they want that help yeah if they're willing to reach out Mm -hmm. if they're willing to reach out and you know there's there's ways that people will reach out for help without even realizing themselves that they're doing it mm-hmm. or in a way that's kind of um unorthodox to reach out for help um but you just have to be like there's subtle signs yeah there's subtle there's yeah. definitely subtle signs and i would definitely advise to look up on those and to just just do research on it because you and be nice to people god be nice to people even if they're and even if they're assholes you never know what somebody is going through so just be nice to people Mm -hmm. that is the best advice that i can give because one one word that you say if you've had a shitty day and somebody else has had a shitty day and they're being an asshole to you but their shitty day is a lot worse and you realize and you say something and that could be there their final straw you yeah. never know yeah because you know? whenever you interact with people most of the time you just know 
partial of the picture of the whole story. Exactly. Or, or partial of the story, not the whole story. I mean, would you guys say that society today places a made like a stronghold on mental health? Do you think that everybody yeah. wants everybody to know their status when where they stand mentally? Yes. I mean, a lot, more, yeah, a lot more people are open about their mental health, if anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really good thing. I think everybody opening up their minds to mental health and how serious that actually is now since COVID, I think that really brought out it's morality yeah i really yeah i think it like really like took out the stigma Mm -hmm. of mental health and it being taboo to talk about Mm -hmm. because it's a very important topic Mm -hmm. and we want to really make aware that we know Mm -hmm. that that it happens to everybody and everybody has the right you know to be clear and stress-free because now in these days especially with like all the prices going up you know even school like i know medical students they have a, a free psychiatric help because of the fact that the courses are so hard to get into and all that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I just... I know that there's, like, certain little tips and, like, tips and tricks that you can do to, like, possibly get your mental health better. But ultimately, sometimes you just need an outlet, you know, to release all that stress and all that pent-up anger that you have. Or sadness, you know. Yeah. Exactly. And I think an outlet is very ben- like beneficial and very important Mm -hmm. if a friend comes up to you and says i just need someone to talk to yeah i don't want an opinion i just want an ear just for somebody just to listen to me do that for them yeah don't you don't have to put your two cents in you know they ask you for that great but sometimes all that we really need is somebody just to listen to us yes to make us feel heard to know to make us feel like our feelings are validated because a lot of like mental health yeah, so like somebody who like we could be vulnerable in front of. It's very important. So just take the time to do that for somebody who you care about and obviously they trust you enough to for them for you mm-hmm. to be that person for them. So just show that just show that you're a human. Yeah. Because in because at the end of the day we all are and we all have these problems mm-hmm. big or small mm-hmm. you know what i mean but they're never insignificant what would you say your ultimate outlet to let out all these the anger or sadness that you have what would yeah. you say you do how do you blow off steam how do i blow off steam mm-hmm. i take walks okay i take like walk. i disconnect like i leave my phone at home I totally disconnect. I uh, no electronics, no anything, and I'm just there with my mind and my thoughts, clearing my head. And I know for some people that can be very um, risky. Yeah, because a lot of like the thoughts can be um, overwhelming. Intrusive. Yeah, exactly, intrusive, overwhelming, all of those things. Mm. Um, but I think if like at where I'm at right now with my mental health, I think benefit like walks are very good for me, just to clear my head, and or just hanging out with my family because they've especially my parents they have grown a lot on the subject um you know because for them it wasn't really a thing you know we just had a blue day mm-hmm. but in reality yeah. you know you're depressed and you, know and you can't i don't want to say that you can't blame them for that but you really can't because that's how they grew up and that was the mindset that they were put on and so you just have to open their minds and if they're not willing to do that for you then there are definitely people who will and i suggest finding those people and 
Um, so I just, you know, I talked to my parents and I let out everything that's going on. Or I talked to my best friend. She's amazing. I love her to death. And she's been there for like with me through everything. And she's been a really good outlet for me. And of course, I'm an outlet for her for whenever she needs me. Um, I think just talking to people. Yeah. And you know, and, and so, like, yeah. Chris, what is your outlet? Jeez, uh, <laughs> I like to work out. <laughs> Ooh, that's a very good idea. Yeah, I like to do um, you know, push-ups. Not just lifting weights, calisthenics, mm-hmm. uh, yoga, believe it or not. Yep. I used to do a lot of yoga. I actually fucked up my shoulder doing yoga. But, I mean, just stretching, doing something light. And it mainly just body weight, you know. Body weight kind of just gives you that control of the body itself. So if you have control of your body weight, then you should have control of your mind, you know. Mind muscle connection. That's a body weight is really good with the mind muscle connection. So that's one thing. Uh, longboarding is another thing. Uh, Martin's just looking at me like oh, you took it from me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we like to longboard. Uh, it's just nice to get the air and to have that you know rush kind of go through because you're going like what 15, 20 miles per hour on these things. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. honestly just so smooth. It's yeah. like land surfing. <laughs> Pretty much, it is land surfing. But yeah, that's how I blow off steam. I guess talking is another thing. Talking, I used to play music. I mean, that was also one thing that kind of like made me blow off steam, but then I kind of got out of touch with my music and whatnot. Yeah, I think music's very important. Meditation is another thing. Uh, I am what you can call a spiritual person, maybe religious in his own right, you know. I kind of grab a little from every other religion, you know. Judge me if you want, whatever. I was raised Catholic, but I've adopted, you know, things, beliefs from, you know, pantheistic religions and whatnot, mm-hmm. Buddhism and Hinduism and whatnot. But yeah, just spiritual pra- uh, practices in general just kind of help me uh, cope with uh, whatever I'm going through as well. That's good. What about you, Martin? Well, for me, my outlets are. One, working out. I do a lot of calisthenics. I work out every night before I go to bed. Uh, I play basketball a lot. That helps me blow out steam. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, actually, I'll just have a beanie on with some head with uh, some headphones oh, yeah. and take a, like a good long jog at night. I don't know. Something about the nighttime really relaxes my mind and it puts it mind at, my mind at ease. Mm-hmm. You know, I play video games every now and then uh, just because that's kind of like an autopilot thing. Also, recently, I just got into volleyball, so I play volleyball a lot or... Go to Top Golf. You know, oh yeah. <laughs> go to a driving well, range and see how <laughs> how fast and how hard we can hit it. Oh yeah. Well yeah. But I mean, yeah. Those are some good ways to blow off steam. Mm-hmm. Oh, ultimately yes, talking to somebody though that is one of the major outlets. I feel like you should never be too good to talk to somebody. Yeah, and you know, like I've always I don't want to say I've always believed because this isn't, might not be the case for everybody, but it's definitely been one of the biggest cases for me. I found that talking to a stranger like my therapist of course i had to like talk like i had to trust her and build that trust for me to talk about you know some deeper stuff about me but talking to her just about little things like in my day my little problems it was a lot easier for me to talk to her than to talk to my friends or family and just a very clear unbiased mind that won't like judge me and won't you know see me differently for what i might tell her and it just really helped so if you ever feel that you can't talk to your friends or your family or people that are close to you for whatever reason at all then i suggest you know going to therapist yeah professional health 
person yeah and um talking to them it could it for it doesn't even have to you don't even have to have something major going on in your life to talk to them there were points in my life where i didn't have anything major going on or there could be points in my life now where if i'm too overwhelmed and i don't feel comfortable talking to my friends or my family about something that i'm going through at the moment I can always go back to my therapist, even though I don't see her regularly now, mm-hmm. and I don't have, and I'm so grateful that I don't have to anymore, because um, you always want to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But I can, I know I can always go back to her, and always have that person to talk to, even if it's something little, even if it's a mini problem that I just don't feel comfortable talking to others about. That comfort is there. So I suggest like seeking that out if that's where you are, you know? I'm not going to lie. Another thing that calms me down is going to like bodies of water, like a lake or an, a mm-hmm. beach. Swimming. Yeah. yeah swimming. swimming in me too. Pool. Most yeah. definitely. Yes. I feel like, especially like because over there, um, was it Paradise Canyon? They have a waterfall. Mm-hmm. And something about hearing the waterfall is just so relaxing. Yeah, it puts your mind at ease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Swimming in general. Actually, I get really good sleep after swimming, too. Just relaxes my whole entire body. Oh, man, that's just, yeah. that's just like the all-body workout. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that has been all the time we have for today, folks. Tune in next time. My name is Chris. And my name is Martin. I'm Maddie. And uh, make sure to follow us on the Entitles Instagram page at the underscore Entitles Podcast. Okay, guys, I just want to say that if you're ever in need of help or you just want to talk to somebody um, or you feel like you are going to self-harm yourself or others, please call the Suicide Prevention Hotline at 988, exactly. Um, Even if you just need to talk, please call. They will give you all the help that you need or be that ear to listen to. Um, And if you are out of the country and one of our foreign listeners then please look up your local suicide prevention hotline um, and call whenever you need to. Anyways, thank y'all guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.